Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Joyce Meyer. Joyce is known around the world for teaching practical wisdom from God's Word. She's also a best-selling author. You can watch Joyce Meyer enjoying everyday life weekday mornings on Miracle Channel at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Let's dive into the message. Okay, finding freedom through facing truth. We all want to be free, but we're not all really great at facing truth. I know it took me a while, and sometimes I still have to have God show me something several different ways before I finally get it. Truth is the way things really are, not the way we think they are or the way we would like them to be or the way that we wish that they were. Truth, I think we might say, is reality from God's point of view. Truth is a central theme in the Word of God. Jesus is the truth. The Bible says that He is the Word of truth. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And the Bible says that we, the children of God, are those who belong to the truth. In John 1.14, it says, Jesus came full of grace and truth. In verse 17, it says, truth came through Jesus Christ. John 4.24 says that he's seeking worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And one of my favorite scriptures and one of the first scriptures that I could say that God really started revealing to me 39 years ago when I really became a serious student of the word was, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. It's not possible to be free without facing truth. Now, we want to talk about spiritual growth because we all want to grow spiritually. And to be honest, if we don't want to grow spiritually, then we have to go back and kind of examine our whole relationship with God and say, am I really looking at this the right way? You know, God wants to do things for us, and he wants us to be happy, but that's not all that there is to it. God needs us. He wants us to partner with him in seeing souls reaped for the kingdom of God. There are people every day in your life and my life that are, I don't know any other way to say this, but to say that are on the brink of going to hell. And God cares about them, and he wants us to care about them. And he wants us to pray for people and to be a witness to them. I think we get too caught up in doing witnessing. And to be honest, many, many years ago when I was in the church that Dave and I went to for a long time, I was on an evangelism team, went out, we both were, went out once a week on Wednesday nights with other members of the church and knocked on doors telling people about Jesus. 
I didn't really like it. It was hard for me to do. Uh, but I wanted to do something for God, and I was probably doing it more out of obligation than I was out of real concern for the people's souls. I was doing witnessing, and yet at the same time, I did not have the power in my life to be a witness. I had not yet been introduced to the power of the Holy Spirit. And so in 1976, God touched my life in a, in a major way. There was a great move of God all across the earth back then, but thankfully, we don't have to wait for some special move of God to receive His power. Anybody who's hungry will be fed. Those who come to me, Jesus said, I will in no wise cast them out. And I was filled with the Spirit of God. He filled my soul. He filled my mind. He changed my desires. I wanted more than anything to be what God wanted me to be. And I really began to study the Word, not just read the Bible a little bit every day out of obligation, but to study the Word. And I think we say to people probably too much, now read your Bible, read your Bible. And I think we need to say more, learn to study the Word. The Bible doesn't say read to show yourself approved. It says study to show yourself approved. A workman that needeth not be ashamed. And your personal Bible study time and your personal time with God is more important to you than anything else in your life. And so, but not only did God touch my life in a major way, the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of truth, I mean, went to work in my life like some kind of a weed eater or a roto-rooter or something. I mean, it was just like, whew. I mean, I had a few weeks of honeymoon, and then it started. And um, one of the first things that I remember is one day I was praying for Dave to change. And um, I mean, I know it sounds funny, but it's the absolute truth. I mean, I had learned some things about prayer by then, and I was, you know, learning how to bind the devil and rebuke the devil and resist the devil. And I mean, I was loud and, you know, pounding on the floor. Oh, God, God, I pray that you would help Dave change. He needs to change, God. He needs to change. And honestly, I, I almost felt like God shaking me. And finally, I was like, paid attention. And I mean, I heard, and I don't know if you think God talks to people or not, but I can tell you, he talks to me. I mean, I don't, you know, it's funny to me that when we pray, when we talk to God, it's prayer. When he talks to us, people say we're schizophrenic. Well, I'm telling you, you cannot have relationship without conversation. And God's, God wants to talk to us. Now, he doesn't always talk in audible voices and words as we see it, but he speaks in a still, small voice, and he causes you to know things that you just know that you know that it's God. And so while I was praying for Dave to change, the thing that I perceived in my spirit loud and clear that God was saying is, Joyce, Dave is not the problem. And I honestly thought, well, who is? There's only me and him. If it's not Dave, then who is it? I mean, I was so, so self-deceived. Come on now. I was so self-deceived that I just, it never occurred to me that it was me. And for the next three days, God showed me what it was like to live in the house with me. And I cried for three days. I was so 
oh my gosh, so sorry and so repentant for the attitudes that I had and the way that I behaved and the, the anger I displayed every time that I didn't get my way. And uh, I'd like to say that I changed at that moment and everything got wonderful, but it took time because it happens little by little from glory to glory. And it's almost like peeling an onion. You know, you, you start with just that little outer layer and, you know, pretty soon you get down to the stinky stuff. Or it's like cleaning out your refrigerator. You know, you open the door and you smell something that doesn't smell very good. And, you know, maybe we put a little baking soda in there or we spray a little room deodorizer in there and that covers it up for a little bit. But sooner or later, you got to get down on your hands and knees and you got to take everything out of there and get down to the vegetable drawers and the fruit drawers. And then you find stuff like last week, I found a salad in my refrigerator that had been in there. I don't even know how many weeks it had been in there. And I opened that lid up and I thought, I couldn't wait to get that thing in the garbage disposal. Well, I forgot it was there. And you know, sometimes we hide things away in our heart and we, we haven't dealt with them. We hide them away and they're causing a real stink in our life. And the Lord wants us to stop spraying some kind of room deodorizer over everything and invite him. Yes, I said invite him. I double dare you to invite the spirit of truth into your life tonight. Yeah, well, it's good you're not clapping real aggressively because, I mean, I can tell you it won't all be fun, but oh my gosh, what freedom you will have later on. Does anybody in the building care about later on? Be an investor in life, not a gambler. Don't just try to see what all you can get by with, but do the right thing. Even if you're not getting a right result, invest in your relationship with God, spend time in the word, invite God to come in and really deal with you. Don't worry about anybody else. Just let him deal with you. Amen? I mean, we all know the scripture. Matthew 7, why do you look at the speck that's in your brother's eye? One translation says, when you've got a telephone pole in your own eye. <laughs> Get the log out of your eye, and then you can see clearly how to take the speck out of your brother's eye. In other words, if we don't let God work with us first, we, we wouldn't even possibly know how to bring godly correction to anybody else because we're going to be just coming at them with a judgmental attitude because we've not really met ourselves. And I'll tell you, very few people, I think, really know themselves and take real ownership for their issues and get to the point where they stop blaming and making excuses. So there we have it. Amen. Matthew 5, 48. Now, there are some scriptures that can really kind of I don't know, make us a little uncomfortable. You ever read any scriptures that make you a little uncomfortable? Well, Matthew 5, 48 is one that could certainly do that to me, especially if I wasn't reading it from this Amplified Translation. Because it says, you therefore must be perfect even as your heavenly Father is perfect. Wow. 
But thankfully, the Amplified Bible explains it a little better and says, growing into complete maturity of godliness in mind and character. Growing. So we haven't reached the place of perfection, but we need to have perfect hearts toward God of wanting to grow. Don't ever be satisfied to just be good enough. Don't ever be satisfied to just know that, well, you know, I believe I'm going to go to heaven when I die. Be a person who wants to serve God and be on fire for him while you're here. You know, I had many years in my life where I was saved and I believed that I would have gone to heaven because I understood salvation by grace. And I, I had a love for God, but I didn't love God enough to sacrifice. I didn't love God enough to let him run my life. I liked having God in my life to go to him when I was desperate. I was on my way to heaven, but I wasn't taking anybody with me. Actually, the way I behaved, I could have kept some people out. And there are many other Christians that are capable of doing the same thing too. I tell people all the time, we need more than a bumper sticker and some Christian jewelry and a big Bible and a tape recorder. We have to have fruit and character. Growing is difficult. We have growing pains, but boy, is it wonderful. It is so wonderful. I know that you have grown and grown and grown in your relationship with God. And you groan while you're growing. Amen. Ephesians 4.15. Because I worked really hard on this message and I want to preach it. Rather, let our lives lovingly express truth in all things. <laughs> Speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly, enfolded in love, let us grow up in every way and in all things into him who is the head, even Christ the Messiah. So if I'm understanding this right, it's saying that I cannot grow and mature spiritually without truth. I have to have truth to make progress. I have to have the truth of God's word and I need to apply it to my life. Hearers who are not doers, the Bible says, are deceiving themselves by reasoning that is contrary to the truth. We don't grow in God because we sit in church every Sunday and hear. We don't grow in God because we have all of Joyce's books and all of Joel's books and, you know, all of somebody else's CDs. You can have the T-shirt, the tape, all of it. And it doesn't mean anything if we're not doing it. And so we're going to take a test tonight before this is over. I gave you a homework assignment last night. How many of you did your homework this morning? All right. That's about 50 people. That's cool. <laughs> Amen. Well, I did mine. And actually, there was a couple of areas that I had to work on again about 10 o'clock in the morning. I had to rededicate a couple of areas. Mouth, attitude, thoughts, those are biggies. So I just thought, I'm going to do those twice today. And I was home alone, and you can't fight with anybody when you're home by yourself. The spirit of truth, the Bible says in John 16, Jesus said, when he leaves, he's going to send 
the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth who will lead you and guide you into all truth. Wow. And remember, it's not the truth about somebody else. I mean, I know that some of you are probably thinking, oh my gosh, I wish my husband would have came. I wish my wife would have came. I wish my mother would have came. I wish my kids were here. Well, sweetheart, you're here. And I'm happier about it than you seem to be, but... Psalm 51.6, now this is a very important scripture, Psalm 51.6. God says that he desires truth. Behold, you desire truth in the inner being. So God wants us to be truthful with ourselves about ourselves. And the only way that we can ever do that is to slow down <laughs> and take a little time to look at yourself and ask yourself a few questions. And I really don't know how often we ever get around to doing this. Now, I have a handful of scriptures here, and we're going to throw them up on the overhead for you, and I just want to read you these. Psalm 26, 2, examine me, O Lord, and prove me, test my heart and my mind. Now, I think that would be just a good place for us to start. And so we're going to pray that if you really want it. Now, if you don't want it, please don't pray the prayer. Because this is not fun and games here tonight. The Holy Spirit's here. He hears what we're doing. And if you're going to open your mouth and say this, then I'm going to tell you that God is going to begin to do what we ask him to do. And there's no running after this. So how many of you want to pray this with me? All right. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you would examine us, prove us, and test us, and that your spirit would lead and guide us into all truth. Amen. Awesome. Then Lamentations 3.40 says, let us test and examine our ways and let us return to the Lord. So we always have an opportunity to repent, to see where maybe we've missed it or to see where maybe we have gotten weak and to return to the Lord. We don't examine ourselves under condemnation. We do it so we can make progress, so we can see weak areas in our life or areas maybe where we've just began to slide a little bit. How many of you noticed that, you know, there's a lot to keep up with as a Christian? And so we need these messages because sometimes we'll get a little loose mouth disease and so we need somebody to come along and give us a good message again on the power of words. And it's like, it's not like we didn't know it, but boy, did we need to hear that. And that's kind of the way I feel about my preaching here this weekend. I just feel like that God just said, remind people what sin is. And it's not what the world says it is. It's what God says it is. It's not what television says it is. It's what God says it is. Amen. And sometimes it's not even what other Christians say it is. I found out that I can't just do what all other preachers do or what all other Christians do because sometimes they're not doing what they should be doing. 
So each one of us is going to give an account to God of ourselves and for our own actions. But I, but I, want, I want to be able to stand before God and hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And so it frightens me sometimes when I think about the things that could be in my life that I'm not even seeing. And I know that God covers us and we're not responsible in many ways for what we don't know, but I don't want to not know because God tried to tell me and I wouldn't listen. <laughs> I want to be sensitive to the touch of the Holy Spirit. I want to be sensitive to the touch of God. If I'm being rude to somebody, I want to know it right away. If I'm mistreating somebody, I want to know it right away. I want to sense that conviction from God. If I'm about to tell a lie, my gosh, I, I lied to somebody last year. I couldn't believe that I did it. I lied. It took me a couple days later, God said, you lied. I'm like, <laughs> I lied. I've been preaching for 39 years and I lied. Well, you know what? It's, it wasn't good, but the thing that's freeing is I can stand here and tell you. My salvation is not based on that, and it has no hold over me because I have faced the truth and brought it out in the open. Only things that are hidden have power over you. When you bring them out in the open, they lose their power. Amen? Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Joyce Meyer. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.